Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. This is our indie artist spotlight. A couple weeks ago, my man, King James, shout out to him. Go check out his album, Prodigal Son. He just passed on an artist to me and said, hey, man, listen to this Joaquin. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to listen to it. And a little busy at the time, moving through and and doing some traveling in my travels. I'm, I'm on my way back. From the states and I'm, I'm flying back to germany where i'm stationed at and i'm listening to ja king the divine and i'm like damn like who is this and why am i late and like i always tell y'all i love to be late on people why because that means i have a whole lot of discography to catch up on and that's always a good time for me when you find an artist that's dope so this artist is from brooklyn new york that's my hometown which is another dope thing about this interview but without further ado, I'd like to bring to the couch Ja King. What's going on, my guy? How you guys doing? We good, we good, man. So before you even say a few words, before we get into the interview, I just want people to hear a little bit of your music. Let me know if you can hear okay. the music, man. Okay. I'm sharp, I'm sharp. Kick ass, I'm lifted in Mortal Kombat My comrades penetrate with force till the palm red Mom said, nigga, you good at your last conquest Float above the borders, they focus and keep your mindset Honest, ain't a nigga ill if I'm conscious Bomb shit, unleash the pen, I'm atomic COVID in my colon, now a nigga spit vomit Emotions on my shoulders, it be hard to make progress Fuck it, I can make gold out of rubbish Told never fold, if I do, then I'm bugging Rolls off the mold with these niggas straight fronting Do what you does it, move with the fronties I'm random at times so that's that's gold out of rubbish. That's off his latest project, Delusions of Grandeur. Let, let, let's start with that. Um, that. That's your latest project. But before before we get into that, I just want you to let the people know where you're from, how you got your start, and just you know anything you want to tell about yourself before we get started. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. You know, I was born in Texas because my parents was actually in the military, too. I actually should have brought that up, bro. My mom and my father met in the military and they uh, had me. So uh, after I was born, we kind of moved to Brooklyn. And, you know, they had a little shaky relationship, so we was back and forth. But I, um, I grew up a little bit in Long Island, too. Um, I love, love hip-hop and I love art. Like, since young, my father was playing Help the Skelter. Dies effects, poor righteous teachers, all of the real, like the the gritty joints, you know what I'm saying, around me from young. And it kind of, it made me love the culture and, and rap. I also like started to do my own discovery as I got older and I started understanding the lyrics and what dudes was doing and five, the five, you know, um, the nation of the gods and the earths, you know, just doing the knowledge on my culture and my history just because of a few words these dudes were saying over tracks really made me gravitate towards the music. Like when I first heard Nas say certain things like uh, freedom of jail, clips inserted, the babies being born, same time a man's murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap goes, only natural. I explain my plateau and also what defines my name. Like, And when I fully started to understand shit like that and how philosophical and powerful it was, it, like, it, it took me somewhere, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I really got my start. You know, we're going to get more into it later, but that's a little introduction. And yeah, and at the time, Nas is, what, 17, 18? Around, right. around that age of that rhyme. And right. I, I want to let the cat out the bag. When people listen to your music, there's mm-hmm. 
Just let them know how old you are. Um, so I'm I'm 21 right now. I started when I was 17, actually recording music, and I started writing when I was about eight years old. But I didn't feel like I was good enough until I was in my late teens to actually put out something. You know? And and if this is your first time listening to Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast and hear about Ja, like I highly encourage you stop the stop the interview right now. Go to the music. Listen to Delusions of Grandeur or Paint Chips. I, either either one, you know what I mean. He has three projects in total, but anything in his discography, and you won't you won't believe that he's twenty one. The same way you you wouldn't believe that that rhyme he spit by Nas is over over thirty years old. But right. a lot of people didn't think Nas was the age he was and, and had that type of wisdom. So you talked about your pops who had an influence, and, and you mentioned him heavily in your raps, and that's something that I picked up. How, how did he influence you with with all these different uh-huh. artists? And, and do you think that's exactly what made you who you are as far as an MC? Yeah. Well, you know, one reason I pay a lot of homage to my pops anyway is because, you know, I kind of want to break that stigma, the, the, the black father thing, and they never did. So that's why I also... Like, you know, I put him in my rhymes a lot and I let people know he was dead. You know, even if we disagree, we don't see eye to eye on everything. He was always dead. But he, um, yeah, my dad played a lot of those those records around me, boy. Like, I remember being five, six years old in a tank top bumping like a 50 cent get, get rich or die trying. You know what I'm saying? And like just everything. He, he used to play it around me. But not only him, it would be my grandfather. My grandfather introduced me to the 80s. Grandmaster Cass, like, you know what I'm saying? Kumo D, like, all of that ill shit. Rakim, you know, like, and that that played a part in me developing, too, because I, I, I heard a lot of the 90s stuff, but then my grandfather said, but no, this is the foundation. You know what I'm saying? This is the, the pillars. That shit took me to a whole nother place as well. So it was him. Uh, and also... My grandmother had a little bit of um, help in that because she played, you know, Sister Sledge records, Michael Jackson, uh, Funkadelic records, you know, all of that, that soul from the 70s and 80s disco funk. You know, I got into that because of her. So, And that that's dope to hear, man, because for a cat your age and, man, I, my, my son, my oldest daughter's is about to turn 18. My son is 15 and... I don't hold no punches. I, I play what I want to play around them. They hear right. he was listening to you as I was prepping for the interview. And mm-hmm. even him, like at this point, I done beat it in his head so much. Like I don't even, like he still likes cats like the baby and, and the current crop of guys, but he has respect for the people that I listen to now. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't think that if I, wa- if I wasn't in his life, he probably wouldn't have that respect for the people that I listen to. He would just be like, whatever, I'm going to listen to these guys that I listen to. Forget you old dudes, you know what I mean? So so that that's dope that, uh, you know, your pops and your moms and your grandmoms, grandfather had, had you kind of just listening to the essence of of what, what was built, you know what I mean, as far as this hip-hop game, man. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this, is I'm just, the latest project, Delusions of Grandeur, and, and just a lot of the uh, the skits and and the sayings because you, you were listening, you were t- mentioning um, 
you know, five percenters and, and th- for things like that. And then I've seen on other interviews and things that you've posted, you've mentioned Wu-Tang and RZA as, as one of the producers that you rock with. I, I got to say, man, who, who are some of your influences? I know Wu-Tang is one of them. Mm-hmm. As far as like my, just rap alone? It's just rap, like yeah. rap alone, past and present. Who are some of your influences yeah. that just kind of make you do what you do? It's like, uh, like J Electronica, uh, MF Doom, Cool Keith, uh, Cool G Rap. He he's at the top. You know what I'm saying? Cool G Rap. Um, a lot of people don't give him credit for they, being a yo, pillar in gangster rap. A lot of people don't cool give him that credit. Rap is crazy, boy. Like I ain't gonna hold you. It his style is so like timeless and so like. Like you hear what dudes like Ransom, Rome Streets, a lot of that that cadence, that yeah. that bar structure they rap with, the rhyme scheme, that's cool G shit. Like Rome Streets is like a slow down cool G. It's kind of like the shit they gave Nas. Like, you know what I'm saying? So cool G rap, I feel like, is one of those pillars along with like Rock Kim. You know, Rock Kim brung the knowledge, cool G brung a lot of, you know, the gangster shit and the swag to it. You know, as well as Rakim, but they, they did it a little different. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, those names really helped me. And uh, also Jizza. Jizza is another one. I love the genius. He's um he's ill. He was my introduction to, like, real poetic rappers besides Nas. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. For sure. So, as I'm listening to your projects and, and I'm, I'm not going through it, one of the things that I kept saying to myself is, like, you don't you don't have the monotone flow. You 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 try different pockets. You try different things. Even on one of your projects, the last song is just an instrumental. <laughs> you know what I mean? On paint chips, like you just let it rock out, and you know y'all y'all vibe out to this this instrumental. So I want to get into like how do you choose production? How do you how do you get into the 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 the, the beginnings of your rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you do you start with just written material that you have just because you have it in, in your head and on your your phone, or if you still write write down on a pad paper? Like, how do you how do you choose the production and then the rhyme schemes and and how do you kind of go from point A to point Z? Well, let's, we could start with the writing before we get to the production. Gotcha. So when I first started writing, it was a lot of on paper journal stuff. But then, you know, I got older, so I started moving around, you know, a lot, always doing something here, here. So thank God we got phones. I started using my phone a lot, you know, to write my rhymes and stuff like that. Um, So what I would do is I'll write like maybe a line or two down throughout my day. You know what I'm saying? And then like I'll, I'll I like Frankenstein rhymes together to make my stuff, yeah. you know, hit because I'll have a lot of the same thoughts. Like a lot of a lot of things that hit me the same way, just it was a different day. And you know, mm-hmm. I'll see that within a within my lines and be like, all right, let me piece these together. Let me just find a scheme, you know, to do that now. But um now with the production tip. So I've kind of grown in what I loved in production. First, it was like very raw, dusty, because you know I'm very uh, influenced by you know the Lord Finesse's, the Wu Tang, Grand Puba, like them them eras of just dusty, boom bap, soulful joints. But now I'm somewhere where like I love a Mad Lib, I love an Alchemist, where I, I love a lot of music in my uh 
and my beats because it brings a lot of life to the to the record and it kind of talk for you also with your rhyme. So I um so now I write to the to the beats. So whatever that beat is giving me is like that's what I'm gonna put out. Believe it or not, bro, I wrote delusions and it's probably my best writing I ever did as a as an MC and artist. I wrote this whole project no longer like a month and probably a week. And it's because I heard them beats and it was resonating with everything I wanted to do. I wanted to become a better rapper from Pink Chips. And that was only four months ago, but I felt like I didn't do enough. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, and, and, that's what that was. And I could I could see the growth, you know, mm-hmm. because clearly you you want to be better. As an artist, you always your worst critic. Mm-hmm. As a podcaster, I'm always my worst critic. I think my that my last interview wasn't as good as my current one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I always want to get better, ask better questions, kind of get people to know who you are. So I understand where you're coming from when you when you're talking about that. So it it's one of those things where I where I see the growth. You know what I mean? And, and again, my man put me on less less than a month ago. You know what I mean? And I wanted to hit you after. I listened to Delusions of Grandeur, but I was like, let me go back and listen to all of his stuff so I have some some type of material to talk about. But as I can see it, you grew over time. You know what I mean? And and this latest project that you have just it's just more full. You know what I mean? It, it it's more purposeful to me. But you do have a lot of gems on your early stuff. So don't don't kind of sell yourself short in, in that instance. So um, one of the other songs I wanted to get into, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll curb that. I'm speeding. I'm speeding. Let me let me talk about a little bit about, you know, the label and, and some of your guys. You know what I'm saying? I see your man Javi in the background, man. Like, talk a little bit about your label and, and kind of what you guys are, are doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, Divine, Divine Records, bro, is like, we we a creative collective of like artists and dudes that not only love hip hop culture but pop culture period. So rather they be film, cartoons, paintings, Picasso pieces, whatever it is, we just love, you know, creation. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's kind of like the foundation of the movement and some of the like the things we kind of keep within our music. That cinematic, uh, adult swimish kind of funny kind of you know feel to the music make you really experience something was what we're trying to do um i started it two years ago i got my lc done i did my research on how to start a wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. you you started it yeah that's that's crazy you know yeah. you know <laughs> you know how many cats my age can't can't even put together a plan like that to where you have yeah. what four artists right now, mm-hmm. like four. and you have videographers. Yep. Uh, uh, go ahead, continue on, man. Continue you know, on. That, that's video, that's crazy. Videographers, we have uh, photographers, cover up people that you know do our artwork now that tap in like, and that's what I say when I studied the game. I didn't only study how to rap, but I studied the business aspect. That's of great to hear. Clan and great to hear. Go ahead, continue. You know what I'm saying? Man. Or Griselda. It wasn't only the music, it was the lifestyle, it was the it was the um the things they was also bringing outside. You know what I'm saying? The Kung Fu, the Taoism, the knowledge, the Father Nation, Griselda, the Coke rap, 
naming their brand Griselda, putting the scorpion on stuff for Coke. You know what I'm saying? Like little stuff like that, I realize is what makes something more than just music. It makes it big. And I said, all right, so I'm going to do my own thing. What I'm into, I'm into cartoons, movies, film, writing, poetry, and just hip hop. Let me put that into my music now and give people that that feeling, you know? So that's kind of, you know, where I, how, how, how I came about that. Okay. Studying the goats. Yeah, let's, let's stay in that lane. So mm-hmm. let's just, the delusions of grandeur, let's stay on that. The album cover, clearly that that is artwork. Clearly that's what you went to. Kind of describe the, the thought process behind the creation or what you wanted in the album cover and what it, what it, the significance of it. So my boy, that's the actual painting right there too. So my boy, um, I met my man's, I'm not sure if he's from the UK or like Greece, but we met over the internet after I dropped paint chips. And, um, I seen he had worked with a few guys in the scene, like the God Fahim, you know, mm-hmm. um, homie MF Blue, Spanish Rand. Like I, I was, I was tapped in, so I'm like, this is dope right here. So he had ended up like building a relationship with me after paint chips. So uh, I asked him, you know, could he do my artwork? He said, yeah. I asked him for prices. He said, I got you because I messed with you. Just some little background, you know. Right. So uh, the painting itself, though, like. I was telling him how I had this concept for like a, 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 a like a samurai movie type of thing, and how I started like doing the the research on what delusions of grand actually meant. So I say, you know, I'm a I'm a kind of break down the concept like this: like a black person delusions of grandeur would be like that one day we get out of you know the cycles of um like police brutality, crab in a basket mentalities, um, you know, lying, saying we're going to change and doing this and not really putting in the work and, and expecting something like that's a black person delusion to grander. Then I would say, you know, a white person delusion to grander would be, you feel me like that? They really believe that they their way of, of force, power, trick knowledge and all of that really makes them powerful when the end it really just showed they a coward that gotta manipulate to get their way. And I wanted the the teller album from the the point of view of a samurai and how a samurai and a black person life is kind of parallel. Like our whole life we gotta fight, we gotta become strong, we gotta become knowledgeable, you gotta you gotta really know your stuff and become sharp. You know, that's why I keep saying I'm sharp, I'm sharp because I done learned some of the things that keep me ahead and you know and, and not die you know what i'm saying as a samurai warrior you know fighting through this this life of a young black dude so that's kind of the whole concept behind the painting and all of that dope 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 mm-hmm. so 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 with that man like at, at 21 man i got i got a little brother that's 24 and um you know, we, we talk about a lot this stuff often. Sometimes I'm talking to my little brother, man, and it's, it feels like that right now, man. And it feels like he's the older brother, and I'm 14 years older than him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He just he just super, super knowledgeable, and you seem to be the same way. So, you know, with that said, man, like your your rap style and, and your family background and the influences, why like. Why do you why do you rap this way? Why do you choose to rap the way you rap? You know what I mean? Like you don't have to. You especially yeah. 
how you know some some New York cats are rap are representing very well that that are in your age bracket, you know, twenty to thirty, and and I don't want to uh, you know discard them in this, but like you don't have to rap the way you rap. You could easily do the status quo. Why do you purposely choose? to be in this lane, like to be that throwback nostalgia type of rapper, but put your twist on it and, and the new lingo and, and stuff that people your age talk about. Why do you choose to do it that way? I feel like it's important because a lot of people my age and in the world period, they done lost culture and what it means to be like cultured and know your roots and your background. I just feel like what I'm doing is just that's that's my ancestor. Those my background. Hip hop taught me. So like, you have to give back. You can't you know make money off this thing, uh, profit off this thing, travel around the world doing all these things, and then never acknowledge what was before you. You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of rappers or a lot of movements they crumble. You know, because they not acknowledging what was before. That's why you get all of this microwave stuff that don't last. The mainstream, they don't even really have culture. It's just who can stay relevant for the, for these next few months or a year or two. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not what hip hop is and and it shouldn't be. So I feel like me being my age, how I dress, how I look, I could kind of like show people, yo, you could be cool, you could you could look like the rappers you like, but you could still do this and you know, and get it off. So that's really my whole thing. I'm not really trying trying to be popular. I just love to be sharp and I love to show, you know, like this thing matters. It's not, it's not old school. It's, it's music. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's, it's just art. So don't box it in. Cause you don't box in Drake. You don't box in the baby. You don't box in none of them dudes. So don't, don't do it with this either. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. man. Absolutely. Words matter. Words matter. Exactly. Uh, subject matter matters. What you say can last a lot longer than just a fad. You know, exactly. and me and my man talk about that all the time as we talk about albums and, and why we like the people we like. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, even if a guy has presence, even if he has, uh, you know, all the intangibles and stuff like that, like you mentioned Drake, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the dude could rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what you say, about him he he can rap you know what i mean and, and you can go to to another end you know you can go to the freddie gibbs you can go to exactly. to jay electronicas you, you can go to at the end of the day what they have to live on and why they still tour is because they they rap well and whatever they say resonates so exactly. would you rather have a long career doing what you love to do and not compromising yourself or compromise yourself and be on stage rapping a whole bunch of words that you don't really care about. That you don't care about, you know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, everybody else is already doing. It's like, nah, boy, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do like little open mics and events now and people that, you know, I have five dudes on me sound like pop smoke or whatever. And I get off and they have become a fan. So that tells you something like you people want something different. You know what I'm saying? They really don't want the same stuff, no matter how many times a blog or some rapper from the back in the day say they don't want that no more. They lying. People love organic music at the end of the day. It's just it's more work in this realm. It's not just I'm going to get signed 
or these people going to give me a million and I'm going to blow up. It's nah, you got to work, do your research and yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you shouted out Griselda earlier, but that, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, Griselda, there's a lot of other cats that have paved the way that are doing the same type of just, they rapping. And they, they, right. they, they just think about the Grammy Awards last year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you had Hit Boy and Nas. You had Freddie Gibbs. Like, those, those are two cats that don't typically, they get nominated, but they may not win. You know what I'm saying? But those were produced by two gritty ass producers that can go in their bag, and then both of the rappers can just rap. You know what I mean? So, you know, that, that just shows you, man, like all you have to do is do it well. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, you just can't rap over those gritty bars and not be saying nothing, (laughs) but you have, you have to do it well at the same time. So I wanted to get into, uh, your most latest project. You know what I mean? So y'all, y'all go check out paint. Actually, I want you to just mention some of the projects that you got out and kind of your evolution before we get into delusions of grandeur. I just want you to mention the projects that you have in your catalog and just your 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 evolution from each project, like in your in your world, own words. Okay, so like Growing Pains was my first project. Um, that was after I dropped out of college. Um, I was actually on a basketball scholarship for four years on a full ride, but I decided like I don't really want to do this no more. I've always been into other things. Basketball was just something I was doing and I happened to be good at. So, um, you know, those are a lot of, just kind of imagine like the expectations, what people wanted for you, these, all of these type of things now go out the window and you kind of like left alone, frustrated. Nobody really understand you too much. It's, it's weird. That was, that was the energy going into growing pains, literally having real growing pains and just trying to grow up now and, not knowing if I made the right decision or not, but it felt right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I went on my gut. Um, and that album too, the lyricism, was, it was dope. You could hear I'm trying. You could hear like the emotion in it. You could hear um, it's, it's a lot of potential here. You know what I'm saying? I, I can say that about that album. Pray, then I released something called Pray for New, um, Pray for New York. It was like a short EP. Um, that one... It's dope, you know. I got like a couple. The Rock couple Marcy joint on there. That's fire. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of O's to, to some legends on there as well. Yeah, like uh, Enough you know, Doom, Odie the MF Doom, uh, on and on. And I think around the time of Pray for New York is when I was trying to find out. Okay, now what lane of this rapping thing I'm gonna be in? Am I gonna be the MCMC? Am I gonna be the super creative experimental one? Am I going to be the vibey dude, you know, like a Mussolini or, you know, those type of dude, like Rock Marcy. That's more like a nod your head, vibey type of thing. So I was trying to figure out what worked for me, you know. And um, so it, it was a little growth there, too, in the writing. I was starting to put stuff together a little bit better. Um, I was starting to understand the game a little bit more. And that one got me a lot of fans, too, low-key, because um, a few pages have reposted it. Uh, then came paint chips. At this time of my life, I was like, you know, I was going back to school now. Um, I was working a lot. 
uh, you know, dealing with little life stuff, friendships, breaking people with, uh, trying to make money, not having enough money to do certain things, you know, hungry a little bit, just, just little stuff like that. You know, I was going through and uh, just a little frustrated. So that was paint chips. It was erratic. You know, the, the metaphor for paint chips is like I kind of was all over the place, just just putting stuff together, chips of paint, you know, trying to trying to figure out what I'm what I'm really about. And I was getting closer to it. I was rapping a little bit better. Um, and yeah, and conceptually, I was starting to put things together. You know, that album for on, on, for some strengths, I had like Napoleon Hill. Uh, yeah. Tough. Uh, Cole Anthony. Yeah, we're going to get saying? into Cole Wesley Anthony. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. That's That goes back to the whole basketball thing. These are all dudes I played with, you know, growing up. Cole Anthony, Cam Reddish, all them dudes in the NBA now. That was my, you know, yeah, class. competition right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was my class. So, you know, that, that was on paint chips. Like, kind of just figuring out, okay, I understand now, you know, what was okay. going on. And then you know, Delusions of Grandy came about when I seen KJ drop um, verbal art and the love he was getting for just rapping. He went into that album just just attacking shit, boy. Like, and it was amazing to see. It was over his own type of production that he liked. It wasn't nothing extra. Like, he just said, I'm going to rap. And when I seen that, I, I said to myself, maybe I'm overthinking this shit too. Yo, like, KJ did... just. Mm-hmm. KJ did exactly what I would like more established artists to do. Exactly. Like, say fuck it. Fuck it. Like you yo. yo, the last episode, keep hold that thought. Hold that thought. But I want to get this this thought off cuz I'm old and I might forget it. <laughs> but uh last episode uh episode 121, we just went off into a tangent and we was talking about who would uh what one producer would work best with Jada Kiss. Because we feel like Jada owes us just bars only. This bars only mm-hmm. album. That's all all we want from Kiss because the display, the MC display that he put on in verses was just epic. He spit a verse that was almost 10 years old and people thought it was new. Thought That's was timeless. New. Yo. Yo. And 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 that's what I was. I was learning like, yo, go just go back to to that to that feeling, that aggression you had on growing pains where you was just rapping. You say, I'm I'm just gonna put out my best effort as far as a writer. And just now with all the newfound knowledge, wisdom, whatever, skill, do it again. And that was delusions of grandeur. Paint chips was like the conceptual thing I was getting into. Delusions of grandeur was like the rap. The feeling with the conception, you know, the conceptual thing I did on paint chips all put together and merged. So it's like I did, I combined all three of those last tapes or albums and I put it into this one and uh, I made it all make sense for myself. I figured out, okay, you want to be an MC, you want to rap, but you want to be creative as well. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. that was delusions of grand and, and the whole concept I told you before. Yeah, you, you pulled it off, man, because a lot of dudes, uh, you know, it's a lot of music that, that comes out every week. Um, a lot of people put, put people on the music, but a lot of a lot of things is, or, or what I will say is that when you when you rap, 
and you rap well, it's easily to get lost when you don't make really good music. Because at the end of the day, people got to resonate with your story, resonate with your sound. You just can't wrap their head off, wrap their head off to something that doesn't resonate. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of the, the things that you intertwine in there, like we like we've talked about this entire podcast, you know, bringing your pops into your raps or just the art that you love and all these different things. Like we pick that up as we listen to you, you know what I'm saying? Like we pick up that you like commas. We pick up that you are a fan of Wu-Tang. We pick up that, um, you know, you're from where you're from. Like it's just so many different pockets and different layers that you go into because you are, you're not afraid to try to get into those, those pockets, man. So with that said, man, I mean, you mentioned Cole Anthony. I just want to let the people hear a little bit of Cole Anthony real quick before we no move on. <laughs> Slay, uh, blaze the spliff, walk the block of 45th, stopped at 44th, so I see the course I was playing in, cause that's when it was simple before, but complicate the shit, people seen potential to give in my realest alias, alter ego, altered my future like corp placebo, you bought your ego, the fuck what I build with some broken people, my soldiers lethal, we crab bridges, you drown in evil, we resemble reloads, and keep it coming when we keep the devos, I'm blunt with it, every day is tough, living Job, bitch, and stay persistent. Never show your fucks. Giving mad tuition. UPSing got me pissing off my women. Yes, I dream, but when I sleep, I'm only fucking up my vision. Uh, staying off the PlayStation. Told my brother, gotta make it. Father said you could've been a legend like Ray Allen. Music's too basic. I should've been dribbling against Cole Anthony, cause his father in the stands praising. Uh, blaze the spliff, walk the block of 45th, stop that 44th, so I see the course I was playing in. Uh, blaze the spliff, walk the block of 45th. So that, that's Cole Anthony off off paint chips, man. Like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I love basketball, man. So yeah, I I definitely I was like, oh shit. Now let me let me see what he's talking about on this Cole Anthony. So uh you mentioned it a little bit before. So you you had uh a scholarship, a D one scholarship, or just some some opportunities to, to go to college for a full ride. So I had a lot, like I had some D one opportunities, some D two, some JUCO. What happened was the D ones I liked. They told me, "Yo, do this one year at the D two, sharpen up your guard skills, then move up." You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, that's cool. I, I could see me doing that, but then I was like, "Yo, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of time and the." The motivation and the uh the passion for the sport was dying. Like I felt it every practice in the last two years, every game, it was just something turning off. So that's kind of what happened with that. But yeah, I had I had a few opportunities to really play big ball. Cool. So um I want to play another song, man. One of one of my mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs off of your uh, you know, one of your projects, man. It's called Yankee. Kabuto for the people that are listening, so I'm going to play that one. I got that. This one is a little Yo, yo, fuck. I seen what love can start a hate can finish. Love is nothing but a wavy image. Hate the fact that life is made of crazy gimmicks. My man's mother be sucking for what percentage. They never taught it to own. I'm a-
Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you you get off right now. I got this one written down. I don't even want people to hear the whole thing. <laughs> because they, they gotta go listen to the full song. My man's mother yeah. is sucking for a percentage, never taught her own. Now her body is rented. Explain how you you probably like two, three bars <laughs> on that song and you get yeah. right to it. Explain that line and just that song overall, the the aggression, what you guys are talking about, right. what you guys were trying to uh, convey. This is featuring Yo OG, by the way. So shout out to him. He he killed as well on that track. So, you know, yeah, shout out to OG. He part of Divine. He got his own thing going on right now, too. But yeah, that, that song, you know, the rhyme happened after I had a conversation with one of my old friends. And he was telling me, like, yo, it's hard out here. It's like fighting. It's like a battle. Like, I got shit going on with my mom's. I'm not in school right now. I can't make bread. My father, this, and like, he was really telling me a lot of shit. And then when he told me the shit about his mom, like him seeing that, I was like, I could only imagine how she got there and how he now feels and what he's about to go through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, she probably got there because, you know, people wasn't teaching financial literacy. They wasn't teaching her like, yo, do this. And the hood probably got to her like, he didn't tell me exactly those things, but I was just kind of making the story in my head about how a lot of women get there because they was never shown love and none of that. You know what I'm saying? Never taught really anything besides you got a fat ass. So I was just like, yo, you feel me? I seen what love could start and hate could finish. Love is nothing but a wavy image. I hate the fact that life is made of crazy gimmicks. My man's mother be sucking for a percentage. They never told her to own now what body is rented like you know what i'm saying now she out here selling because she was just never taught nothing and that's the problem with a lot of our, our kids our black babies moms and all of that we wasn't taught it you know what i'm saying so now we just we do we do other things to, to get get where we need to go and it's sad it's tough when you're hearing it from your friends and, and, and it's often tough when it's in your own family you know i i i remember um growing up and, and going through it with a, a particular family member and I, I won't name who it is, you know, out of respect for, for that family member, but you, you knew what that family member was doing. You knew what that family member was, um, was hooked on, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and once, once they're hooked on to certain things, you don't, that, that, that drug, that, that addiction has control over them. You, you, what you represent the family, what they represent that no longer, matters you know what i mean all that matters is that next hit that next high or you know what i mean or in in your friend's case maybe you know what you know his mom or was trying to do to to provide you know what i mean so it's just it's just one of those things where it's like i heard all that in that song and you know music is about what you could resonate with what you can what you've gone through you know what i mean me Personally, I've gone through that. You know what I mean? I, I've seen exactly what you're talking about. Not exactly the same story, but right. <laughs> same same, same things. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is somebody that anytime I go home and, and visit Brooklyn, mm -hmm. that's the first person I see. One of the first person exactly. I see. And I, and I respect that person either way. You know what I mean? Because right. their addictions or whatever the case may be, don't, don't mm -hmm. stop what they did for me while I was coming up and, mm -hmm. and put me in position to be, you know, where, where I'm at. So that, that that's definitely a, a dope song, man. So 
first two, I tried to just show uh, just the melancholiness of uh, the whole, like that his mindset, you know, that's kind of also why I opened it up like that. I seen what love to start and hate to finish, you know, because he probably somewhere now where he don't even really want love from a woman. He might not even look at a woman the same. Like to him, love is nothing but a wavy image. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's some made up shit to him right now, probably. So, right, right. And whoever, whoever, who he chooses to love, or whoever chooses to love him, is going to fight, have to fight a lot harder to get his heart exactly. because of what he's been through. But I think that happens in, in you know, all relationships and in everybody that builds up over time. Like you, you got to battle what a person's been through to get to their heart to figure them out. So. That'll happen over time, but it's unfortunate that, you know, you know, he's going to have to go through that, man. So, um, you know, I wanted to kind of go back to just, you know, COVID as it's as we're still in a pandemic, as, uh, you know, people like to forget, you know, we're, we're outside. We can go out and do things, but COVID is still very real. Um, one of the songs that you had that resonated with a lot of people as I was looking online was Napoleon Hill. We'll play that real quick and then we're going to discuss and, and get into some of the stuff you were saying off that. Oh. Sick shit got me feeling crazy, bro. What? Yeah. I'm in my room, kickboxing the COVID snot in my nose and I'm trying to stop the shivers, I'm panicking, time frozen for a minute Seen the reaper creeping to my quarters, grinning, I was livid, I ain't get the finish, purpose in my living, he said Nigga, you ain't there, relax, the subconscious devil, the half of the atom that you reject, let's reflect You need balance, the coast in this global malice, I'll be taking over by sex, money, and global violence I was taken by his prowess, I didn't know him for honest, the full cause Correct. I'm the ruler of negative and your negligence. Keeping drifters and non-thinkers broke with no precedence. Listen, it's been hard to lock you in my cobra clutch. Every single slit the snake I send your way, you tend to over Trump. What's this persistence? For what percentages? I can give you riches. It's something lately I've been cherishing. My face resembles disgust, but I'm never weak. Get the fuck from my bed and because I'm one with the genius. Life is a figment of what I... So, with that said, man, um... People y'all heard, um, you know, half of Napoleon Hill, like that, that song, man, like, is that a real life recollection of you, you know, or is that just something that, that you kind of created as far as something that people possibly have gone through? So a lot of my music, what is, it come from the point of like what I've seen, you know, most times and like trying to pull out, like trying to bring out feelings of out of people and, and like characters I make in my stories from uh from just understanding, you know, my, I made I maybe not have lived it, but I could try to dig deep enough to understand it just with what I live. Um but uh with Napoleon Hill, what happened with that song is interesting because I actually caught COVID, right? And you know, when you catch it, you in your room two, three weeks, you don't really go, you have nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? So all I could do was listen to music and write. So I was laying here and I was trying to figure out how could I make this moment productive or like last and I could remember remember it. And uh, I started just coming up with this story. Like, you know, I'm in my room, kickboxing the COVID. And 
the another thing was when, while I was sick, I was reading this book called uh uh what's the shit called again, Javi? Nah, the shit with Napoleon Hill. Oh, interview with the devil. Interview with the devil by Napoleon Hill. And he was just taught in the book, he kind of described the devil or heaven and hell as not a place you go, but more of a state of consciousness. And how we both we all have them both in us. You know what I'm saying? And some people are drifters and they're weak. And they drift off into into that stuff. They drift off into a life of, you know, bullshit and um and easily influenced, you know what I'm saying? They they let the devil fight it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, even at my lowest moment, when I was sick, I was weak, I was still able to overcome, you know, like you, I'm stronger than that, you know what I'm saying? It kind of just show you where my mind is at, and uh, you know, that you can overcome and just be stronger than 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 some shit like that, you know. For sure, man. Glad you better, man. Glad you made it through that, but even more, man. Like it's it's crazy how you made art out of out of probably one of your lowest points. You know what I'm saying? Physically, because at the time, I'm, I'm sure what Napoleon Hill is in 2020. This is at it's crazy it, to me. It's crazy that you were still writing through that and, and having those different type of thoughts and the ability to kind of convey that. You know what I mean? So that just shows a lot of creativity in a face of adversity that. You know, I don't think a lot of people are even, you know, thinking about it at that time, like right, right in the rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm trying to live, you know what I mean? And, and everybody has different circumstances. So the ability to make art out of a, a terrible situation is something that, man, I, I can only commend, man. I can only commend. Thank you. Thank you. And, and yeah, bro, like I just, I got a problem because I, I always feel like I'm kind of wasting time. So even being sick, you know, physically, like I still felt like it was something I could be doing or something that was calling me to do something. You know what I'm saying? So when I started reading that audio book and, and listening to him breaking this shit down, the science to it, I was just like, yo, I feel like in a way, like that's what a lot of people with COVID is low key going through, like letting this shit defeat them, not only physically, but mentally too. And now that that one moment in time, and this is why I love you know philosophy. That one moment in time, that one little thing could can now connect to so many things. So many people could could be you know at a low and then let something different in life, you know, like straight them away and fully take them out of their you know purpose. So the whole song is a metaphor itself. Sure, sure. But uh, one last song I wanna wanna uh, play before we get into something. <laughs> some dope questions so where people will learn a little bit more about you and, and stuff like that some fun questions man i'm gonna play uh the albatross and the crane and ironically you got your man javi darko you know in the room with you so um you know if he want to hop on and discuss some stuff we can it's, it's up to him man but uh we're gonna play the albatross and the crane man because I, I thought this was a a dope example of how you know, the skits seamlessly go into the flows and how you guys find the right pockets. And even at times you like, fuck the pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to say what I got to say and I'm going to get off and I'm going to create this new style. So with that said, man, I, uh, this is uh, Albatross and the Cranes featuring uh, Javi Darko. I stand on the corner of the blocks. 
slinging amethyst rocks, drinking 40s of Mother Earth's private nectar stock, dodging cops, cause 5 be the 666, and I need a fix of that purple rain, the type of shit that drives membranes insane, oh yeah, I'm in the fast lane, snorting candy yams, that free my body and soul and send me like Shazam, never question who I am, God knows, and I know God personally, in fact, he lets me call him me, Right, yo, fuck the president. He planted devils around my residence. Residue of heaven said brothers never had benefits. But struggle, determining factors that made me hustle. Fuck it, did a few visits, contributed to my muscle. Right. Back on the block, cocking a clock, invested in stocks. Receiving dents in my arm of a cops. Corrupt niggas who touch niggas, cause our perspective's a little different. Right. We grew with the givers, no dinner, grooming a killer. We stayed poor, crackers got richer. Made us bitter, I quit that night. Father gone, he out of sight. Pulling hit him, his penal gland flew like torpedo fans. Said it was by Took his money and ran. Damn, my fam hungry. My sister selling pussy. My mama shoot a rock like an NBA rookie. That's a fact. Reality tried freedom and death. You ever pray to God hoping that he chooses you next? Yo, this is my stress. Prison, though I'm living my checks. Pimp slapping up my sister and they cutting my breath. Gotta sell ourselves just to get rest. No vice versa. A wife's purpose is to eliminate. We've been a great up to section eight. No wonder we on the dinner plate. Nigga, it's an eight. I'm born sinner. Cause when it rains, it pours. I'm at the chopper spraying open doors. Again, that's Albatross and the Crane. Uh, yeah, just take us through that that song and, and kind of what you guys were trying to deliver on that track. Okay, I'm gonna let Harvey speak a little bit too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get it off real quick. So yeah, first the song was originally going a song to where the two the two characters you're hearing was gonna meet in jail. Also, you know what I'm saying. So you know that might be something that happens later on, but. Yeah, I, I had came to Javi like, son, I want to write like an ill story from a wild perspective of some of the people we've seen go through these things in life. You know what I'm saying? And kind of like lay it flat in our own way and just show show our depths and our creativity. Like we could take it there too. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's what it was. I feel like, you know, the verse is kind of song really about, you know, it's about a lot, a lot of people that I've seen go through, you know, all of those things. Um, the skits in the beginning was from the movie Slam with uh, is it Saul Williams or Paul Williams? It's one of those, but yeah, I thought that shit was so powerful and it and it kind of like summed up the song, you know, that skit in the beginning and the end. Um, I'm gonna let Hobby speak though. Yo, how's it going, yo? Hey, chilling, man. How you doing, man? Chilling, man. Ready for this performance you gotta go to later. Absolutely, absolutely. So. What was your thought process uh, or creative process, rather, kind of going into the albatross and the crane? Um, it's crazy because he approached me with the idea while we was in the car. And it was one of those moments as an artist where, like, you hear the beat, you hear his verse, and you start writing immediately. You know what I'm saying? I wrote a majority of the verse literally in the car. what I'm saying? So what inspired me is just, like, like he said, we've seen so many stories growing up and so many people from different sides of the spectrum that like, while we didn't emulate it growing up, you can't help but not learn from it. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of negative role models teaching you what not to do. So a lot mm. of those negative role models I mm. saw growing up, I just incorporated their stories into that song. I, I could definitely uh, identify with that. Like as I've gone, uh, you know, moved along in my travels, a lot of people would be like, yo, I, I can't believe you from New York, the way you carry yourself, 
You know what I mean? And this is not me, you know, tooting my own horn, but like I listen and watch. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I have my pops. He's he's gone through his his trials and tribulations. He's he's the person that yo. I did this. My pops was the hove did that. Hopefully, you don't have to go through that. That that my that's that was my pops. You know what I'm saying? Same so situation here exactly. So I didn't. I don't. I don't have to. You know, I to tell me a lot that don't go do this or don't do this. Don't don't you know? Don't steal. Don't rob. Don't kill. You know. You don't got to tell me. Don't sell drugs. Like. Or you're gonna end up here, away from your family, missing six, seven years of your, your child's life. So it's a lot of that that stuff that you guys are, are saying in that song. And, and again, you know what I mean. I don't know your exact age, but I know you guys are younger than me. And, and it's just refreshing to hear that you guys are not necessarily following quote unquote uh, OGs that are doing it necessarily the wrong way. You know what I mean? It's easy to get caught up in that trap, man. And I've seen too many people get caught up in it. Sure, man. But, yo, I, I appreciate you being there, man, for sure, man, and, and, and stepping in, man. So, definitely. Uh, so I appreciate you for having me, man. Thank hey, you. No doubt, man. Uh, I definitely got to tap into your music as well and, and get familiar with you guys. But like I, like I told Ja, man, I'm, I'm happy to be late to the train because that means I got a plethora of music to catch up on. And that's always a good thing. Word. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. No That's doubt, man. No doubt. All right, Josh. So I wanted to normally we do these quick hitters so we can get kind of get to know you before we get on out of here, man. Uh, so, you know, you got your basketball background. You, you mentioned your comics and things that you went to. So you, we got a few fun questions just so people kind of get to know you a little bit, man. So uh, I know you mentioned Jizza. In some of your posts, as as uh, RZA, you also mentioned, and and for me, I feel like you have a a, a heavy Wu Tang influence, especially with this latest project, Delusions of Grandeur. So, with that said, man, you have to make a pick. You have to make some picks. Top three, <laughs> top three, top three Wu Tang albums. albums from any member. Damn. All right, the first one definitely is Liquid Swords, just an album. That's that's the one I got that shit on because tape and I'm cassette. I'm sorry, and I don't even got nothing to play it with. But um, that one was was crazy for me. Then um, I'm gonna have to with uh, into the thirty six chambers. It's a classic. If not that one, then I'm going with the purple tape. If people want to say that one is too easy, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean it's your top three. It's your top three. Who who cares if it's easy? If you if you love it, we all love it, man. I mean, Purple Tape is in my top three. Uh, I'll, I'll try to answer this too. Um, Supreme clientele, and damn, I'll say only built for Cuma. No, I already said that. Um, let's go with. I go with Takao. I go with Takao. Yep. My third one going to be definitely Iron Man. Yeah. Definitely Iron Man. That shit's crazy. That's What's the crazy. joint? Daytona 500 is crazy. I like, I, you know what Ghost Joint, I like a lot that he don't get credit for. Uh, I think it was the green cover where he did a lot of melodic stuff on it. It was like a, yeah. damn, I forget I forget the name of it, but it, it's one of my, I, I'll probably shoot it to you, man. 
But uh, but it's like a lot of he did a lot of experimenting on that where it was like a lot of R and B ish type stuff, but it was super soulful at the same time. I just can't remember the name of the the project, but what you talking about? But I can't remember either. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So you out of Brooklyn, twenty one. So so I'll give you some grace in this question, and I won't give you too much shit about it. Whether whoever you pick, <laughs> Knicks and Nets. Nets. I'm sorry. And I know, yo, I know y'all be like, y'all niggas is crazy. But yo, the Nets, yo, they got somewhere this shit. The Knicks, I've been so mad at them. Like every year I got some confidence in them. They just like they throw it away. We should we should be straight this year though. We should be more than competent this year. We got Kimba, you know, he back, he back home. It, it, I mean, I, I rock with Melo, but Melo really won from New York. <laughs> he from Red. He grew up in Red. But, uh, anyway, so but yeah, man, Kimba back. Uh, we 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 got Julius doing his thing. He's very. He, he I think he looking to make amends for that terrible playoff performance. I was about to say he pissed me off. Yo, every every game. What is he? He too much into his head. You know what I mean? I, I think we'll be straight, man. I think we'll be straight. Maybe not. We may end up where we at right now, man. But Brook, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, a monster. If they if they healthy, they are going to be monsters. If Brooklyn is healthy, they got it. They really was going to win it. But they just, they broke down at the last few games. But I yeah. had them. Yeah, I mean, y'all about a half a, half a shoe. You know, you know, so half a shoe size away from being in the finals for sure. Next question: One producer, one album. You want you, you know, you. This is all you, all you need to get to the next level, so to speak, or just you know your personal favorite. Who are you picking? One producer, one album, entire entire thing. Definitely Madlib, easy. Madlib, he done work with like. All the dudes I love, and he got that musical gritty touch to it. You know what I'm saying? When he did a pinata with with Gibbs, I said, yeah, "This is this is perfect right here." You know what I'm saying? You get everything you want. It's musical and it's and Gibbs is rapping his ass off. I said, "Yo, Malik is ridiculous," and he done worked with the Dillas, the Doom, so he got all of they all of they bags in his his uh, gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. I mean, with that said, bandana or pinata? Mm. Pinata still. Pinata still? Pinata oh. still. Bandana was crazy, but just because how pinata hit me. You know what I'm gotcha. I got I got it. Yeah, point in time, point in time. I get it. I get it. All right. Yeah. So um so you, we we mentioned a lot of artists as far as um, you know in your upbringing and, and people that you you resonated with. So if you can name a song, an artist, or a project that said, "I want to pursue this MC shit. I, I want to pursue. I want to be in hip hop." What? Who would that be? What song would that be? What, what you know what I mean? You know what project would that be? Fool by MF Doom. Um, actually, you know, yeah, I'm informed by MF Doom and Rhymes Like Doms is the song. Rhymes Like Doms. 
All right. That, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That one, uh, that project alone showed me that it's space for people that, uh, that don't want to, that love hip hop, but want to, you know, do something else with it, be kind of cre- really creative with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, um, yeah, it blew my mind. It hit me like when I first heard Illmatic when I was young. And I thought that was the, the illest shit ever. The album was made. Sure. But yeah, man, um, with that said, man, John, man, look, I, I appreciate your time. Um, you and your team and, and you guys being such such a, a young collective and, and moving the way you, you do is encouraging for for me as as a fan, for me as a, as an older dude that that is watching you guys blossom, you you are guys that we want to champion. You are guys that we want to you know share our platform with and and help out however we can help out. If we get you one more listener, hundred more listeners, that that's all that's all we trying to do is, is just spread the good word about just positive hip hop, dope hip hop, um, artistry. And, and just businessmen, man, like that, that's what's most important to me that you guys are doing all those things and, and the shit is dope at the same time. So not a lot of cats are doing that at such a young age and have a, such a great vision. So uh, I appreciate you coming on, hit you what Wednesday, Tuesday this week It's Friday at the moment we're doing this. So too easy, too easy. No, no BS in between. So, so we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, before we let you go, man, I want you to plug your social media, anything that you and your team have coming up before we let you go. Well, yeah, you guys can find me on the gram at Jaking the Divine, J-A-K-I-N-G-T-H-E-D-I-V-I-N-E. Projects coming up next is uh, Javi Darko is about to release 111 soon. Um, KJ... He's about to release another one called Incognito by the end of the year. Be expecting new merch, new vinyl deals with the rat wrinkle. A lot of a lot of new moves, you know, being made. Uh, look out next week for KJ. He got to join in with uh, Elza, Ill Conscious, and Ransom. Mm-hmm. You know, that dropped next week on the Wednesday. So we working. You know, it's the new movement, Divine Records. You know, art, cinema, uh, cinematography, and hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Culture. Sick. Right. So with that said, man, I'm Cash, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast team. This is Y'all King Divine, Divine Records. Y'all tap in with Javi. You tap in with Y'all King. You tap in with KJ. And I'm forgetting one member, I believe. Two more. Uh, Two more. And Yo OG. Tap, tap in with all those 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 uh gentlemen. And um, we hoping to expand this and get the rest of the fellas on and so they could tell their story and, and get them their interviews, man. So we have no problem doing that. The couch is, you guys are always welcome on the couch, whether you want to just tap in, talk sports shit, towards talk movies, or whether you want to talk about your project, you guys are always welcome back for sure. Appreciate that, bro. And I'm thankful for the opportunity. You even reaching out, you know, letting me sit up here and talk today is dope. Um, I hope you. I hope you just keep working. You know what I'm saying. You get you know some of the other guys up here to talk because they they interesting too. You know what I'm saying. They got a story and how we all met up is a is a crazy story in itself. So thank you.
No, no doubt, man. No doubt. This is a bonus episode. Uh, so, so indie artist spotlight again, Ja King, the divine check out delusions of grandeur and then go check out his back catalog. Trust me. You won't be sorry. With that said, we out. Okay. I'm sharp, I'm sharp. Hey, yo, kick ass. I'm lifted in Mortal Kombat. My comrades penetrate with force till the palm red. Mom said, nigga, you good at your last conquest. Float above the border, stay focused and keep your mindset. Honest, ain't a nigga ill if I'm conscious. Bomb shit, unleash the pen, I'm a timing. COVID in my colon, now a nigga spit vomit. Emotions on my shoulders, it be hard to make progress. Fuck it, I can make gold out of rubbish. Told never fold if I do, then I'm bugging. Rolls off the mold with these niggas straight frontin'. Do what you does, move with the front. I'm ran at times.